Welcome everybody to the Rish Podcast with your host, Mr. Wills. Welcome to my weekly Premier League preview show. The Premier League is back and ain't we missed it. International football is pants and what a week for the Premier League to be back. Huge, huge games and probably the biggest week of the Premier League season without a doubt. And the first game will tell you that. The first match, Manchester City versus Liverpool. Manchester City are first on 28 points. Liverpool are second on 27 points. Huge, huge game. Huge. Can Liverpool go to City and make a statement and then be top of the league? Can City say, you know what, Liverpool, I can see you coming, but you're not coming today. That's the type of game it is. This is going to be a... One thing I say about this game, goals. Guaranteed goals. Goals, goals, goals. Liverpool haven't got the defence regards the full-backs to cope with the, with the City wingers. City haven't... Well, no team in the Premier League has got the ability, really, to shut out Liverpool. Yes, they can have off days, but the options off the bench is like no other in the Premier League. Or maybe in the world, world football, to be honest. And it's the variety of the forwards. Nunes, strong, quick, powerful. Salah, dynamic. Jota, poacher, works hard. Gakpo comes short. Diaz, works hard, technically very good. Got a good back post header. You know, all Liverpool strikers can score all types of goals. They are a problem. Regards City, tremendous game against Chelsea 4-4. I did say that Chelsea can hurt City. But there's certain players that really are impressing me for City right now. And one of them's Phil Foden. I ain't really been a fan of Foden. Regards, people thought he could be like one of the best players in the world. I never thought he was that good. So maybe I was a bit blinkered the way I looked at him because I thought people overrated him regards what they think he could become. But one thing he is, he's a superb football player with football intelligence at the highest level. Very impressed with Phil Foden. Regards Liverpool, do you go and have a shootout with City? I'd advise you do. Because if you don't, without Robinson and Trent at right back, you're going to get done. It's quite simple. You're going to get done. But regards Liverpool, the key man for me really is the midfield area. Because they haven't got a DM, but they've got Gravenberg. And what Gravenberg does, he carries the ball. But he also can play one touch or two touch and he's box to box and he's got a change of gear the perfect player to play against City absolutely perfect player to get play against City in midfield not slow not you know once time on the ball can move with the ball but also under pressure can deal with the ball and dribble under pressure also top player anyway the prediction for the game is I expect Liverpool, I'm going for Liverpool not expect Liverpool to win I'm mad Liverpool to win 3-2. And the key man, Mohamed Salah. The next game, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Luton versus Crystal Palace. Luton are 17th on 6 points. Crystal Palace are 13th of 15 points. Luton are a team that's really impressed me. Their last two performances against Liverpool and Manchester United, they've been in the game to the last kick of the game. What more could you ask for as Luton fans? What more could you ask for from the manager? They're set up very well. They're strong. They're quick. They give absolutely everything. 
Some of their signings have been so really good. Mengi for Man United at the back is really impressing. I love what the goalie's doing. I love what little towns in the midfield. They're all buying into what the manager wants. But the level of determination and commitment, you can't ask for anymore. They're a problem. They're, they're giving teams a game. You know, everyone expected Luton to go straight down. But what more could you ask for? They're giving it a go. They're in it. They're 17th. You know, you know they're 17th. They're not rock bottom. They're 17th. Keep going. Keep doing what the manager asks. Keep playing well. Enjoy yourselves. Work your work hard. Palace, funny old team. Bad result against Everton. But they're still fifth, 13th. I feel a bit for the fans. I think good times could be on the horizon. You know, the one thing I looked at the other day was the clean sheets. Crystal Palace got the most clean sheets in the Premier League at the moment. So that shows you their goalie, two centre-backs and the two DMs are key. What they've lacked, and it's not their fault, is Eze was injured and Elise was injured. Them to a bat now. So you'd expect, hopefully, with the good foundation of the, the, the bat line and the midfield, that these two can go and express themselves and win games for Palace now. And that's what the fans will be hoping for. And regards to the game, I think it'll be a tight all affair, but I am going for a Crystal Palace victory. And I'm going for 2-1 Crystal Palace. And the key man, Eze. The next game, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Newcastle versus Chelsea. Newcastle is 6 on 20 points. Chelsea a 10th on 16 points. Wow, this is a big game. Big games for a lot of reasons. Newcastle with a chance to close the gap on the teams above them because the teams above them are playing each other. And Chelsea are looking to close the gap also on all the teams by beating a team above them, which is Newcastle, but also the other teams are also playing against each other. So it's a big game. Newcastle got a lot of injuries. Can they cope with the Champions League, the League Cup, the Premier League? Can they cope with all these matches and without some of their key players? It's a big ask. It's a big ask. And especially the way the manager wants them to play. The manager is all action. And when you're all action, you need a rest or you need players to come in and out with the same level of freshness. Because in the Premier League, if you drop 5%, you don't win unless you've got absolute world-class quality. And Newcastle haven't got absolute world-class quality. So they need the players to be fresh. So big period for Newcastle. It could go horribly wrong or it could be a great month where they climb, climb the table and they're right in contention. Regards Chelsea, they're coming, aren't they? They are coming. What happens, I don't know, but this is a big game for Chelsea. Really, they've got to go to Newcastle and win. They've got to. They are coming. They're looking great. The players are starting to settle. There's never been a problem with the defence. There's not really a problem with the midfield. Conor Gallagher's doing unbelievably well for Chelsea. I can't believe he's there. I can't believe he's playing. But give him full credit to be playing in a team like that. Sterling, Palmer, Jackson's now scoring. Problem is with regards what people thought about Chelsea, they didn't probably watch the games. They're actually one of the best teams in the Premier League if you look at the stats. Regards how they're playing, the possession, chances created, goals conceded. But they find themselves 10th. 
So they're coming. Believe me, Chelsea are on the way. And the big problem for everybody else, the best player at Chelsea, he's been injured. And you'll say, who's the best player? And Cuckoo is on his way. And he's a problem. A huge, huge problem. So, anyway, the result I'm going for, I'm going to go for a Chelsea victory. And I'm going for 2-1. And the key man, I'm going for Nicholas Jackson. The next game, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Nottingham Forest versus Brighton. Nottingham Forest are 14th with 13 points. Brighton are 8th with 19 points. Forest coming off a great performance against West Ham. They did lose, but they showed a lot, a lot of potential. A lot of potential. A lot of good performances. Very, very good performances from Alanga. Danilo when he came on. The centre-back, the Brazilian young centre-back played really well. Basically, they've got old man set-piece from what West Ham do, don't they? They do you with set-pieces. But regards how they looked and the potential of the team, it's very high. And it's very young as well. Brighton are going through a bit of a slump right now. They're struggling to cope with the demands of European football and in Premier League. And it's t- taking their toll because they've got injuries as well. So they need really to be starting to pick up more points. Because they had such a fast start to the season. Really, the manager probably expect them to be higher than what they are. But that's the Premier League. And that's the balancing act of playing lots of football matches and injuries. No team really cope without their best players. So, but, you know, every game is tough. So they'll be thinking, oh, we're going to Forest. No, Forest is a tough game. I look, I've seen a stat where... Forest are the third best home team, got the third best home record in the Premier League since the start of the year. So their ground is it's a tough place to go and get results. Very tough. So Brighton have to play very well, but also they're going to have an eye on Europe, aren't they? And regards Forest, they're going to go with go with the period of, we can play anyone. We've got the players and the ammunition with Alanga, Gibbs-White and a one up front to hurt any team. Should be a very entertaining game, this. And the result I'm going for... I'm going for a 2-2 draw. And the key man, I'm going with Anzu Fati. The next game, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Burnley versus West Ham. Burnley are 20th with 4 points. West Ham are 9th on 17 points. Burnley are rock bottom. But the manager job doesn't seem to be under pressure. He's got good faith with them owners, hasn't he? Company. But he surely needs to start getting some results. They're too open. They don't score enough goals. It's a recipe for disaster. Yes, he's bought young players and they're trying to learn on the job. But sooner or later, you need you need some results to back that up. But if the if the management sees vision and they stick by him and they go back down, but they come back up with the same young players with the experience, fair play to them. But to me, they look very, very, very vulnerable, Burnley. They, they seem to lack a bit of presence, a bit of strength, a bit of determination. It's all a bit too nice. But it is nice to watch. Sometimes you need a bit of nasty in your life, don't you? And that's what the Burnley fans will be saying. Come on. Company was nasty. You surprised his team's playing so nice. Like I've said before, if he talks about Guardiola, watching Guardiola's playing now with four, four big, strong centre-backs at the back, you know, he knows that in the Premier League, you need a bit of physical presence. Regards West Ham, a big victory against Forest after a couple bad losses. 
they'll really want to go to Burnley and pick up some more points to, to start lifting themselves from the table. Really lacking a goal-scoring threat up front, but they're still managed just to score. I don't know what's going on with Bowen regards his injury. If he's out, that's a big blow. But they've still got Pakata, and Pakata is class. Pakata is supremely class. So they've always got a chance with him in the team. If you're asking me, I expect them to go to Burnley and win. It won't be easy, but I just think anyone with a bit of guile and a bit of experience, you know what Burnley are going to do. They're going to have the ball. They're going to play really well. They might not take their chances. And they'll definitely give you a chance. So if you stay in the game, take your chances, you're, you're, you're going to win. It's not going to be easy, but I expect West Ham to do that. And I'm expecting West Ham to win 2-1. And the key man, I'm going with Pakata. The next game, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Sheffield United versus Bournemouth. This is a six-pointer at the bottom of the division, isn't it? This is a big game for both teams. Sheffield United at 18th with five points. Bournemouth for 16th on nine points. Sheffield United have picked up recently four points out of their last two games. And Bournemouth also got a good victory against Newcastle the last game. But they would also know that this is a game where both teams will be looking to take three points. Fair play to Sheffield United not sacking the manager. They took a lot of beatings. But before the beatings, they weren't picking up points, but they were playing well. They were doing what Luton were doing, competing. And that's all you can expect any football team to do. And that's what they were doing. Regards Bournemouth, fictionists, as I've spoke about previously on the podcast, have been awful. But when you come to certain games, you've got to take three points. And they have done recently. So fair play to them also. So both teams are coming to this game with a lot of confidence. I've spoke about Solanke many a time on this podcast. He delivered against Newcastle. I think the lad could play for England. That's how good I think he is. But he's got to believe in himself. You know, certain players you see and they think they should be a lot better than what they are. Sheffield United, they'll be wanting Archer and Hanhama to step up. They started quite brightly, but they ain't really been delivering. So it's time for them now to step up for, for their club, you know. They've been bought in as big money signings. It's time for them to step up, really. And against Bournemouth, they should really be thinking, yeah, it's our time. But like I said, this is an interesting game. Both teams would expect to win. Mm, I'm, I'm unsure about this one. I'm very unsure. Yeah, I'm going for a draw. I'm going for a 1-1 draw. And a key man, a fancy harmer. The next game, Saturday, half past five. Brentford versus Arsenal. Brentford are 11th on 16 points. Arsenal are third on 27 points. Brentford's home form ain't been that great this season. Not been great at all. But Brentford are a funny old team. They seem to churn out big results when they need them. Very surprised they took a beating against Liverpool. Because previously on the podcast, I said, no, not, I don't think they've lost by more than one goal. So for them to lose 3-0 is very unlikely. So you can imagine that manager, who's a top, top manager, their manager, Franks, will be on the training ground saying, this can't happen again. So I expect them to compete in this game, no doubt about it. Regards Arsenal, they're winning, they're getting results. I don't think they're playing the same level as they did last season. But the whole the name of the game is to win football matches. And that's what they're doing. And they do, and till the, the main players, the Saka, the Odegaards, the Martinelli, the Jesuses turn up more regularly. They're so solid at the back. I mean, Saliba's a Rolls Royce, isn't he? You know, I ain't talked too much about him, but I watched him play. And he is a Rolls Royce. Strong, quick, composure. 
passing top player. Like I said, I think what Arteta's done also, which is very clever, is he's not just playing Declan Rice on his own in, in as a DM anymore. He's playing Jorginho in there. And that's giving the back four even more protection. So they are hard to break down, Arsenal. Very hard team to break down. Very organised. Maybe that's the reason why they're not attacking as quick as, as they were last year. Yeah, they're, they're hard to break down. What the manager will be hoping is that, like I said, the top, the front three or the front four start to click into gear. And if they do, there's big trouble. Because they only sit one point behind City right now. And they will know this game's such a big game because obviously the top two teams are playing each other. So you, if you win, you make ground on one team no matter what. So it's a big game. Really and truly, you can't afford to slip up in this football match. Can't afford it. Regards Brentford, Embremo, Visa, they're going to be the main threat. But I do like Daniel Jensen in midfield. He's very cultured. He just gets on with his job. There's quite a few pre- players in the Premier League like him that they don't get the credibility they, they that they probably deserve for their performances, but he's very consistent. You know, when you support a team like I do with Man United, the, work, the one thing you look for in players is consistency. And he's one of the players in the Premier League that's very, very consistent. But obviously, because he plays for Brentford, probably don't get the credit he deserves. But I'm giving it him right now. Tough game. Very tough game to predict. And I'm going for a 1-1 draw. And the key man... I'm going to go with Rembema. The next game, Sunday, 2 o'clock. An absolute cracker. Tottenham against Aston Villa. Tottenham are fourth on 26 points. Aston Villa fifth on 25 points. Cracking game. Tottenham lost the last two games after a fantastic start. Lot, a lot of injuries. Players out through suspension. This is where you're going to see the metal of the squad, really, or what the manager is capable of. But the manager's going to do what he wants. He's just going to go for every game. I know, I've watched this manager at Celtic and I've watched him at Tottenham in the last two games they've lost. And even with nine men, the man wants to win. So what you do know from the Tottenham games is they want to win. They want to get men forward. They want to score goals. And that means entertaining football. And Aston Villa are just the same. But Aston Villa are the same at home. Away from home, not so good. But at home, brutal. Regards going for goals and scoring goals. You know, they've got a top manager in Emery Villa. And he'll understand that if they win, they go fourth. Simple as that, because Tottenham are fourth. And this is the time, really, to be playing Tottenham. When they're without Madison, Romero, injuries for the centre-back. It's a big time to play Tottenham, really. Richarlison out. You know, if there's a time to play Tottenham, it's now. So you really got to go there and basically say, you know what, sorry, but we've got to do a job here and we're going to do it. You don't, you don't, you know, you don't have no sympathy for no team. It's business. So that's what that manager will set out for Villa to do. And they should go out there, really, if you ask me, with that mindset. But they have to be careful because, like I said, Tottenham with that manager will have the mindset, we just go for victories anyway. And they've still got a top, uh, with Son up front, Kulaseski. So they have got top players. And another thing about Tottenham, what I will say, Ben Tukor should be back. And for me, he's one of the top midfielders in the Premier League. You don't get the credit and respect that he deserves. But regards modern midfielders and covering of the ground, he's right up there in the Premier League. And he's a big miss for them. Anyway, this is a game I'm really looking forward to. Both teams attacking. Diaby, Watkins, Son, Kulaseski, McGinn, Benton Core, The two goalies, you know, very good. Very intrigued. 
Very, very intrigued. I'm going for a 2-2 draw. And the key man, I'm going to go for Son. The next game, Sunday, 4 o'clock. Everton versus Manchester United. Everton are 19th with 4 points. Manchester United are 6th with 21 points. This is always a big, big game. But it just, feel like, it just feels like an absolute monster game to the, on Sunday. Everton have just been deducted 10 points. And Manchester United are getting taken over 25%. With the culture of the club looking like it's getting absolutely ripped up. Which means, obviously, there's a chance the manager could leave. I'm not saying that, but usually when a new man comes in, he wants his own people in to oversee things. So, regards the game in general, it's huge for both teams. Everton now in the bottom three because of the deduction. And Manchester United, it's huge because of the culture change, but also the other teams above them are playing each other. So, Man United were to win this game. They go from basically having a shocking start to the season to potentially be sitting four or three points behind Manchester City or Liverpool, which is crazy. And the only one of their strikers have scored all season. So, you can't imagine that's going to continue for much longer, depending on how the manager sets up the team. The problem with the manager is, obviously, is there's no patterns of play. Now McTomley's back in, and I'm going to get big up Scotty McTomley right now, because ultimately, he's playing at the level that everybody else ain't playing at. Giving his all, him and Maguire, they, they was meant to lead the club, but they're giving absolute everything for the club, and putting in consistent performances, where everybody else is hit and miss, hit and miss, hit and miss. We need more people to step up, but we also need the manager to set out proper tactics so the team can set up. This is a big challenge for him. I would expect him to set the team up knowing that Everton are going to come out the block absolutely ferociously. And he should know this. So if Man United are 2-0 down after 20 minutes, you've heard me say it here, shocking management. Because we're going to get onto Everton right now. Goodison's going to be, was going to, it's always bouncing when Man United come anyway. But they feel like they've been injustice, been injustice, don't they? They don't believe they deserve a 10-point penalty. So you've got to silent the crowd, pray proper. Regards Everton, they've actually been playing pretty well. What a victory against Palace. I like what the manager's starting to do. There's a real sense of physicality, pace, power, you know, strength at the back, good goalkeeper. You're starting to look at the team and say, yo, I reckon they're starting to compete with anyone. They are lacking a bit of goal, but at least they've got wingers and they've got forwards that want to head the ball. Or get on or get on the end of things. And midfielders who, you know, they've got modern midfielders really. Two midfielders that run their nuts and a bit of Garner who's just trying his best to fit in and but he works his nut he works really hard, doesn't he? And at the back they're very solid. So regards the take away the points, this is a tough game anyway. Because they're up for it right now with the manager. The manager's got them playing at a level which is really pretty good. So a full credit to him. They bought really well. This is a good game. Very intriguing game. But, you know, I've got to have a result. And I've got and I've just fancy Man United. No, it's it's the time to set up and it's time to turn up, I think. And I'm gonna go for two one. People say you're mad, but I just think the manager knows that, you know, his job's potentially on the line. So he's gotta set the team up knowing that it's gonna be ferocious. And if he does that, I think we'll 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 catch them on the break. And regards to the break, I'm going for the key man, and I'm gonna go for I'm going to go for Anthony Martial because I think he's going to start over Hoyland. If it's not if it's not Martial, I'm going for Hoyland. I'm, basically, I'm going for the centre forward who starts on Man United. 
Obviously, we don't know that Hoyland was injured. But if not, it's the centre forward that's the key man. The last game of the weekend, Monday, 8 o'clock. Fulham versus Wolves. Fulham are 15th with 12 points. Wolves are 12th with 15 points. This is a very big game for Fulham. They're on a bad run of form. They can't seem to score any goals. And the manager signed a new deal and he's been promised money in, in January. But he'd want to get more out of the players he's got, won't he? And the bottom line is right now, the strikers are letting the team down really badly. And also at the back, they're making very bad individual errors. Collectively, they're not too bad at the back with the goalie, Leno, the full backs. But they're just making individual mistakes and you can't do that in football. You know, and there's nothing really the manager can do. Regards Wolves, fantastic victory against Tottenham. Even more fantastic without their best player Neto. So, what, like I said, the impression I got of Gary O'Neill on Monday Night Football, the way he spoke, the way that he said he set up the team, the way the things they say that he worked on, it was so impressive. So, when, he, when I've watched him on Monday Night Football talk about the game, you know, they, they, they beat Man City Wolves. They beat Tottenham. You know, Tottenham were only lost two games. Man City have only lost two, you know, so... That shows you that the manager's got a plan and an identity. And he's also got some of the players that can set to do what he what he asked them to do. So they've, they've surprised a lot a lot of teams, haven't they, Wolves? Because many teams thought, and um, pundits thought they were going to go down. But now it's looking like, yo, they can hurt teams. They look like, you know, with Cunha, I mean, he's, um, he's a very weird striker he is because everything but scoring, he's world-class at dribbling, finding pockets, passing. But he just doesn't score enough goals. But everything. But what he also does do good is he works for the team, doesn't he? And that's what I think Wolves are really good at. They're a very good team. Very good team. Solid at the back, good goalie. Midfielders that can pass, run, tackle, and, for, and forwards that can do the same. So, yeah, I think they're going to go to Fulham expecting to win, to be honest. And with the form that Fulham's on, They've got to expect a tough game. This is a very even game where both teams would think we can get three points. But I think both teams also know this is a tough football match. Fulham need one of the strikers to step up. They really do. And they also need Pereira to start stepping up again. Last season, he was key for them. So they really need him to step up like he did last season with his energy and a little bit of quality. So I'm very intrigued by this game. I've got to give my opinion. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Wolves win. And the key man, I'm going to go with Cunha. I think he's due. Thanks for listening to The Real Shh Podcast. Get involved. Let me know your comments. I'm on Instagram. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.